Humanity is currently in the process of learning how they can have themselves and be in a relationship with another person at the exact same time. So many people in society don't actually feel like this is an option. They feel like they get to have their personal truth, i.e. desires, thoughts, feelings, preferences, aversions, goals, and be alone. Or they get to be together with somebody and feel close to them and like they belong, but the price is losing themselves. When they do this, there's very little authenticity in the relationship, very little actual honesty. Being inauthentic is exhausting. It feels bad. It feels like closeness, love, and connection is conditional upon putting on an act and being different than you are. This behavior of learned inauthenticity begins in childhood. Many parents the world over see children a little bit like a ball of clay. What I mean by that is that it's just raw potential and then it's their job to mold that clay into what they want it to be. Essentially, many parents around the world think that it's their job to decide what to turn their child into. And they do that according to what they think is best. And even though a lot of them may tell you that they're doing what they think is best for the child, in fact, underneath it all, they're doing what's best for themselves. When this is a pattern inside of a household, the child learns to do anything they need to do to please the parent even if the doing of those things is in fact not true or authentic to the child itself. The consequence of not doing so is punishment, the most terrifying of which is isolation, ostracization, exclusion, and abandonment. To understand more about this, watch my video titled The Freedom Connection Split Within Humanity. Growing up in this kind of environment is both painful and exhausting. Growing up like this is essentially complicated and exhausting the opposite of easy and free. So it's easy to see how this type of experience can easily give rise to this opposite desire. This desire for a relationship that is not complicated at all, that's super, super easy. To have a relationship that's so unconditional that you feel completely accepted for who you are and totally free to think, say, and do anything. And that you will be validated for those things, no matter what they are. The problem with this, of course, is that even though it's understandable that you would give rise to the complete opposite desire, it can easily create a pendulum swing to the opposite extreme. And what we know about pendulum swings is we just end up experiencing the opposite side of dysfunction. To learn more about this, you can watch my video titled, What is the Pendulum Swing in Healing? This pendulum swing can be summed up as perceiving yes as love. People who fall into this relationship pattern are absolute. You're free to think, be, say, and do whatever you want, and you'll always have my approval for any of it, freaks. They want this for themselves, and so they give this experience to others. They surround themselves with people who approve of everything, validate everything, and give them the freedom to say, be, and do anything and everything. And they do the same for others. They try to set up a no-consequences-for-anything sub-reality in the friendship itself. There are some problems with this arrangement, though. One, relationships based off of this yes pattern, they have an expiration date. It's inevitable. Why? Because there will become one day in this relationship where what one person does or says or behaves like is going to run into a no from the other party. Now, the second that that no comes up, because whatever the person wants to unconditionally think, say, or do, is going to oppose the best interests of the other person in the relationship, when that no comes up, the no in and of itself becomes a trigger. That trigger sets the person back all the way to their childhood. Oh, wait a minute, I can't be, say, and do exactly what I want to do. 
So this is just as conditional as it was in childhood. I guess this relationship isn't as good as I thought it was. In other words, it's going to put them back in this feeling like in this friendship, they're also being conditionally loved and the relationship just got complicated and hard and exhausting. You get the picture. Also, what this is going to do the minute that this no inevitably comes up in any relationship is that it's going to put this person in the scenario in the position to feel like they either have to comply or they have to rebel. If they comply, they will hold resentment for the other person who they will see as the bad guy. If they rebel, they will bulldoze the other person's best interests. They're likely to end the relationship because they'll tell themselves the story that it isn't as good of a relationship as they thought. Because it's reminiscent of the way their childhood felt, both controlled and conditional. Two, unbeknownst to the very people who feel really good in this kind of unconditional yes-style relationship, it's not actually freedom and it's not actually unconditional love. What it is, is mutual enabling. Now, enabling in this context applies to dysfunction, right? If you're a yes to everything, the likelihood of you enabling dysfunction in the other person is very, very high. To spell this out in a very straight and direct way, they will end up saying yes to things that in fact hurt the very person who they say that they love. But when they enable, they're going to be calling it unconditional love. Three. This kind of relationship is not actually possible if you're deeply connected and deeply committed. In fact, to create this, I'm going to say yes, no matter what you think, say, and do relationship, you have to in fact be disconnected and detached. This means it's a false sense of closeness. The freedom required by people with this pattern is so extreme, it's a state of aloneness. You can only unconditionally approve of everything another person thinks, says, and does, if those things have no impact on you. And for it to have no impact on you, you have to be really, really disconnected and detached from them. This makes it a, I do what I want, you do what you want relationship. I want you to sit with that for a minute. I want you to feel it in your body when I say, you do you, I'll do me. To illustrate this concept, I'm going to paint an example for you. An example involving friends. All of these people who are now in this adult friendship group, experienced similar things in their childhood, where they felt conditionally loved and totally controlled, and there was a high-pressure, inauthentic environment. With each other, they can feel exactly the opposite. They subconsciously all love each other's company because they know no matter how many other people disapprove of what they're doing and disagree with their point of view, it's a guarantee that the people in this group will agree with them and approve of the decisions they're making. They will feel validated instead of invalidated, and like it does not matter what they do, there will never be a consequence. One of them has a huge problem with commitment. But that's okay, because anytime she decides to end a job, or blow off an interview, or end a relationship, or show up as late as she wants, she knows that the people in this group are going to say, yeah, it probably wasn't the right thing anyway. We totally understand. I mean, like, it's really restrictive. Maybe you're just meant to live life by your own terms. One of them only finds connection through opposition. He loves to establish connection with the other three by triangulating them against whoever's bothering him in his life. The good thing is he feels so ungaslit by them. Over the months, they've really shown him that his perspective is right on the money. They agree that it's insane how, without fail, people just end up going bad. And no matter how right and good he is, they end up hurting him all the time. One of them decides he wants to move to Germany. After all, he's feeling called there. 
Obviously, the other members of this group feel really disappointed that they're not going to get to see him as much. But when they sit and think about it, they don't want to be restricted either if they were in his position. So they're going to go ahead and vote for his freedom and just let him go. On top of this, they all love travel. So if he moves to Germany, this is a great excuse to see a country they've never seen before. In other words, the absolute ease with which all of the members of this group can just separate from each other feels super freeing and super loving. It makes perfect sense that if a person grew up in this kind of environment that creates this pendulum swing, the energy of yes would feel more loving and more like freedom. It would feel like you could finally have yourself and be in a relationship at the same time. But consider that either both yes and no have nothing to do with love, or that both yes and no have a place when it comes to love. To love is to take something as a part of yourself. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled, What is Love? If you take something as a part of yourself, you cannot say yes to everything. You cannot approve of everything. You cannot be unaffected by what that thing thinks, says, and does. For this reason, I want you to ask yourself the following question. To what degree is the yes in your relationships, whether it is agreement, validation, permission, approval, or freedom, healthy? And to what degree is it just a reaction, i.e. an unhealthy pendulum swing, in response to the painful conditions of your earlier relationships. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.